Welcome to Local St. Charles. This podcast is done in conjunction with the Greater St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce and focuses on local businesses, their successes, their stories, and their challenges. The Local St. Charles podcast is produced by ChangeScape Web. Hey, everybody. This is Ken Tucker with ChangeScape Web. Welcome to this edition of the Local St. Charles podcast. Today, I'm joined by Brittany Nunabell. Uh, who is the Family Services Director at Bowie Funeral Homes and also St. Charles Memorial Gardens. Welcome, Brittany. Hello, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm one of the few actually Family Service Directors there. Uh, we have a really great team of individuals willing to help anybody, so it's a great team. Okay, awesome. So how long have you been there? And um, you no, know, I'm, what, going, uh, I'm going on two years now, actually, uh, this okay. May. So it's an exciting time. I'm getting to that anniversary moment. Okay, awesome. So what does a family services director do? Yeah, so um, I, everyone's like, oh, you can you can play in my funeral. I can, but before you pass away, like way before is really the goal. Um, so I'm not able to do funeral arrangements at the time of someone's passing. Okay. What I do is I do the basic planning of it prior to and making sure that your words are in the room at the time of your passing. Um, I also help with cemetery sales. I don't know if you've ever been to St. Charles Memorial Garden Cemetery, but it is absolutely beautiful. Um, it's pristine looking. Um, we have an event space there where we hold different um, picnics and day services. Um, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And we're bringing back more of that Victorian thought of mm being together in the cemetery and making it like a family event. Um, and then also, um, I also help with grief support and aftercare resources. So um, our funeral home believe view of the individual going through the grief process and for everyone that's different but we want to make sure we have resources and availability for anyone that needs assistance and not only do we offer grief support services we also offer a to-do list after someone dies and I'm a to-do list person so it is so helpful and no one knows I need to do this I need to do that and they're kind of caught off guard with all the things they have left to do after someone has passed. So we want to make sure they have a clean, clean slate and they know what they're doing. Um, so we're also a guide in that point. Okay. Yeah, that, that is so needed. Um, I mean, even if you're relatively well prepared, there's just so much. And there you is. know, having somebody who can guide you through that process, I think is just a super important idea. Yeah, we get, I get asked all the time, oh, how do you talk about death all day long? And I say, you know, I'm, I'm planning a party, right? I'm planning a celebration of your whole life. And a really cool thing about prearranging a funeral, a prearranging where you're going to be going in the cemetery, you get to feel what it's going to be like. I get to know your wishes. And I've walked in on funeral arrangements before saying, you know what, guys, I remember when so-and-so said this in their prearrangement. Don't forget to do that now. And the family's like, oh my gosh, they would say that. And so it brings a bit of joy. Oh, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of the whole life. I saw the last weeks, you know, and I'm able to bring up that whole entire um, life story, um, and help them remember those moments that are needed during that time. So it's really yeah. nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, tell me a little bit about your background and, and how you got into this business. Yeah, so a lot of people are very shocked to find out. Uh, 
My background is in higher education administration. So I was an academic advisor um, and I worked in student life um, and different event planning events on a, a campus, both in Illinois and here in St. Louis, Missouri area um, for about 15 years. And I'm still a professor for graduate students in the higher education administration I'm at Lindenwood University. Um, okay. So I have my doctorate and that really surprises a lot of people. Like, how did you go from this very academic, scholarly, you know, type field, which I'm still in, I still produce work there, to event planning and funerals? Um, and I have to say, it, my whole life journey has been to help people, right? And in higher education, right. limited. I could help people in one subject. And now I'm able to help people in a plethora of subjects, right? What type of funeral? Where are we going with this funeral? Is it going to be a specific theme funeral? Is it going to be a classic funeral? I really get to kind of holistically look at that person and say, this is what we're going to do. On top of that, uh, during the COVID era, a lot of my students needed a lot of um, help, right? There was a lot of people going through a lot of different things. And so I would, I would do meditations with them. I would do grounding techniques with them. And I'm not a counselor. Okay. So don't let's get that twisted. But I do want people to have a really good understanding of where they are with their body and, and helping them process different things they're going through. And so I'm able to bring all of those things in, right? I was an academic advisor. I advise students, right? On the best plan to right. get to their degree. Yeah. Now I'm advising people and their best plan to have a really good funeral and making sure that there's no decisions left really for their family. They can go through a healthy grief journey. And on top of that, after someone has passed away, I'm able to bring their family back in and use some of those same techniques I helped my students with during COVID um, yeah. with these families and they still work. It still is a really great thing, grounding techniques and meditation, things of that nature. So I'm really able to kind of help them. Um, and so it really was a really great thing for my family as well. In higher education, you are stagnant with your hours, right? You're behind a desk this time to this time. And my son is four years old and he was diagnosed with autism. And so I needed to have the availability to go to his appointments. And with this position, I do have that availability because I work evenings and I work weekends and I work when families need me. And so if he has an appointment at night, I can go to that appointment at 9 a.m. Yeah. without having yeah. to worry about being there for my students. Yeah. Uh, so it works out really well for me. And I'm still helping families in the community, which I absolutely love. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So when I was a graduate assistant uh, a long time ago, uh, I actually was in uh, the student activities department and uh, worked in the in the student life office. This was back at Missouri State University. So yeah. uh, it was a blast. And, and, and I loved all of that kind of stuff. And like you, uh, I love helping people. I mean, you know, my job is marketing, but I, I love helping people, uh, you know, get the most out of their marketing and understanding, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. So I, I absolutely get why uh, why you do what you do. So that's awesome. And I also I also uh, did teach at the community college. That's awesome. Yeah, community colleges have my heart. That's why where I got my first degree. I didn't know I was going to go to college. Went there, had my heart, and continued on through my doctorate. So, you know, they just never let me go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I um, I only made it through my master's degree, so I'm I'm envious. I always wanted Still to get good. my doctorate, but uh, uh, and you know, the nature of my job is it's constant learning, and I'm a philosophy major, so you know, that's the the job I have. I absolutely love because it requires constant learning. Every, everything changes all the time, so. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about, um, you know, if you can share any meaningful moments you've had 
you know, with any families at the cemetery. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you're a fan of the TV show Secession. I've um, never heard of it. Oh, it, it it's on HBO Max. Um, oh. it, it's one of the greatest. I don't want to do a spoiler alert for people. So if you're a fan, stop listening right now. But the, the this last episode uh, is all about grief. Unbelievably well done. So, really? yeah, it, it was fantastic. So they could definitely need your and could use your support and services for sure. So, oh, well, I'm gonna have to like look that up. I don't have HBO Max, so maybe I'll download it for free to <laughs> to kind of get that 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 video of it. But uh, so, regarding your question yeah. about the cemetery and just your meaningful moment, um, I have a few. So I'll narrow it down to two. Uh, one was an individual who um, he had cancer, and uh, but we didn't know how long he had. And so um, him and his wife came in and they planned their full funeral. And then we went out to find a space in the cemetery. And it was right before Memorial Day week, and we place uh, flags, that American flags, on all veteran spaces in our cemetery to honor them. And then we have a Memorial Day celebration, of course, for them. And so we were placing flags and I was showing them different areas and we were walking down a cremation pathway, which has all cremation options, which are very different than ground burial, traditional burial, um, and more economical for cremation. And he, he goes, would I get a flag? And I said, yes, sir, you would definitely get a flag. And I would be more than happy to make sure of that every year, you know? Um, and then he said, right here, right here is where I feel peace. And it was next to the fountain. His wife was from the coast. And so the water was very important to her. He loved nature and being out in like the forest. And so there was a beautiful tree. Um, and he said, I feel peace right here. And sadly, he did end up passing away. And I attended that funeral. I tried to either attend the arrangement or the funeral of those individuals who I've helped prearrange if I'm able to. And I attended the graveside. His wife at the graveside came up to me. I gave her a huge hug. And I said, remember, he said he felt peace right here. He stood right here with us and said he felt peace. And I gave her a huge hug. And at that moment, I gave her a huge hug. A flock of geese flew overhead. And he was a goose hunter. Huh? And I said, and I think he's telling us right now it's going to be okay. And yeah. it was just this really magical moment to have the whole family there and to remember those things that he told me and that I was able to see that actually come to fruition for his funeral. And yeah. again, his wife and I have stayed in close contact uh, during Race Across America. My daughter and I physically went to his graveside personally place or wreath and his wife happened to be there and we were able to share that moment with her and it was just a beautiful moment. Uh, my other really favorite one is a, is a little interesting. Uh, the gentleman was a golfer and so he okay. loved golfing. He was always on the golf course um, and he had passed away fairly young. And so I told his family, I'm like, tell me about him, tell me about him. So I got all this information about him and I ended up meeting them at the graveside for their private burial um, in a golf cart with his cremated remains. And so I was like, he went for one last ride in the golf cart. And they just thought that was so neat. But I, I remembered those little moments about him and about what was meaningful for his love. And I made that that happen during um, their private burial. Yeah. So those are two really important moments uh, that will always last with me. And um, I still stay connected with those families. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are awesome. So um, why do people choose to prearrange their funerals? Uh, and, and 
not only why do they do it, but maybe what happens if they don't do it? Yeah, those are really good questions. So I'm going to tell you there's a difference in arrangements first off. So after someone has passed away, I'm just going to give you that first. After someone has passed away, if they have prearranged, they walk in, family legally has to go over certain things that they prearranged. Is their parents' names right? Is their social security number right? This this your mom, right? Like this is the information about her. Then they have to sign legal paperwork if they want embalming or cremation, that sort of thing. There's legal paperwork that has to be signed. Um, we pick out the date. We pick out the prayer card themes. We pick out the pictures to go home. Okay. And okay. A, an arrangement where someone wasn't prearranged, they would have to sit down with a funeral director, pick out everything from casket type of service. Are they cremated? Or are they not? Did we ever discuss that? I don't know. How much is this going to cost paying for it? Well, they have life insurance. Okay. Well, life insurance isn't going to kick in for a few months because they're waiting for a death certificate. Oh, and they were also in the hospital. So that life insurance money needs to go to the funds for the hospital bills. Okay. We also have the house that we're going to have to go through. Now it's building up. Okay. Right. right. So instead of being able to sign some paper and go home, they're there for quite a few hours going over the basics and the specifics where with people who are prearranged, they're just going over specifics, the date, who's singing, what prayers are being said, that sort of thing. Um, so it's really so much coming out of family at once. And yeah. that can really the grief journey, the healthy grief journey, and kind of make them roll into a not so healthy grief journey. And so I really find that to be one of the big positives regarding prearranging. So one side of my family, uh, when they passed away, my grandparents passed away, they weren't prearranged. I sat in a room with my three uncles or my two uncles and my dad. And they kind of looked like, well, who's paying for it, right? Do they want cremation? Is that okay? Like, I don't know. Where are they going? Who's taking mom home? I, you know, I don't know. Right. Um, is dad healthy enough to do it? No. And then dad passed away, you know, less uh, than a year later. So now we have another funeral we have to plan. Who, again, who's paying for it? What do they want? Where are they going? It was all these questions and uncertainty caused a lot of arguments. It didn't in my family, but it can cause a lot of arguments. And we see that a lot in the funeral industry. Well, with a prearrangement, my other two grandparents who are still with us, they are prearranged. And they know when they pass away, I get to go into a funeral home with my mom. We sign some paperwork and then they they do what they need to do and we get home and then we just show up to the funeral. That's that's the very limited information that we have to kind of process at that moment. And then we can be together as families and look at pictures and pick out songs if we want, that sort of thing. More of a healthy grief journey aspect. Yeah. So people prearrange for a multitude of different reasons. And one of those is to make sure that final disposition is known. Um, I had one family who came in and she was finding a final resting place for her mom who had passed away 20 years prior and was cremated. And she said, it's time now I'm ready to find a final resting place. And she said, you know, I have so much guilt because I cremated my mom because it was most economical at that moment. And I didn't know. You. And then I found her journal entry when she, after she passed away and it had said, I never want to be cremated. Well, I didn't know that until five years after her passing. And now I have so much guilt about that. And I told her, don't have guilt, right? Like if she never told you personally, you can't carry that guilt. And I know you're, it's hard, but I want you to focus on being healthy and you're doing here, finding a final resting place. But that really weighs on people, you know? What is the right thing? What's going to be comfortable for them? 
And on top of having that all be taken care of, having a healthier grief journey, knowing what's going to happen so your family doesn't have to worry about anything but pick up the phone and call Bowie, right? Now they are, um, they're locking in the costs of today, which is a vital part of it. So Mm. funeral plans, the funerals in general, plus cemetery, it doubles every 10 years. And Times Magazine in the 1970s, they came out with this huge article and graph about how funeral planning, you know, it's going to double every 10 years. And it was just what they were estimating. But literally, if you the graph they they did it's followed that the the national trends have followed that and so people who pre-arrange years ago are getting such a bargain (laughs) for their funerals today and so that's an amazing aspect of it and also um, in the state of missouri a funeral home can't take your money and that sounds weird right because we're talking about pre-arranging and costs and things of that nature so it actually goes to an insurance company. Mm. Um, so we use Global Atlantic Financial Group right now, and they're amazing. Um, they've had policies out since like the 1970s with us, uh, but they hold the money. And the reason they do that is because if a funeral home went under, which we're not planning on going anywhere, but if they did, your funds are safe. Okay. If the person who prearranged moved to Florida, their funds travel with them, right? That policy is theirs, it's not ours. Or if the insurance company went out of business, they're federally insured. Again, the funds are safe. It's a trifecta of safety, if you will, right? So no matter what, you will still have there for your funeral and you've already planned out the specifics. So the basics. So that's really helpful. Okay. Awesome. So if somebody does the pre-arrangement and five years later they want to change, I assume that's a fair, fairly easy process. Yes, and does that have any yes. cost implication or anything? So it really depends on what they want to do. Um, if they're going from one type of funeral planning, let's say traditional to cremation, um, it's really us kind of writing a note, letting people know if they're upgrading, let's say they're going um, from a direct cremation to a full cremation where the body's present at services, because there's multiple different types of cremations, people don't realize that, then they would have to call course, the difference in today's funds based off of, you know, the rental casket, the ceremonial casket that they'll have, if they want a different urn, if they want services, like all that would kind of be taken into consideration. But we walk people through that and we want to make sure, you know, that they have a clear understanding of what they're doing. I always get told, oh my goodness, this is like buying a house or buying a car because there's so many things that we can do differently or change or add. And I'm like, exactly. And if you don't speak this language, right, it's confusing and it's hard and it's frustrating. But that's what I'm here for is to hopefully make it a little bit more layman's terms, a little bit fun. I I always get told to in my range, like, how do you get all the fun families? We're always laughing. And I'm like, oh, well, I just like to have fun. I'm party, you know? So we tell jokes and we laugh and I get to know them. Um, and so I try to make it this enjoyable experience, but also with learning evolved, right? So that's the academic portion in me. I want you to understand what are we doing? What's happening? Um, yeah. And is this this good, a good thing for you? Um, so that's kind of a benefit as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, and, and I guess, you know, one of the other big things that you mentioned, you know, in the kind of one of your favorite moments is you actually lock in the place that you, you know, you know that you reserve your spot, basically. Yes. Yes. And, you know, we have different gardens that are being developed or in development, um, but you have that spot. And if you wanted that spot closer to mom and dad or closer to your brother or whatever, you can for sure have that spot if it's available, if you lock that in, you know, at that time. Um, So we really family plots are kind of going out, but they're kind of coming back. So it used to be you would buy a whole plot of land and it would be marked off. So my grandparents have that where it's the Lynn family plot 
all the lens are buried there. Um, so his grandparents, his grand, you know, grandpa, great grandparents are all buried there, et cetera. Um, and he's like, well, I got a space for you there. And I'm like, no one knows me in Mason city. So I want to be buried in St. Charles. Um, yeah. but now people aren't buying like huge plots of land. Sometimes they're buying just a few all together in a that is their family plot, you know? Mm. And so I was able to help a family um, who sadly the father had passed away, but he had three children. And so whenever the parent, when the, the mom picked out their spaces for her and her husband, she also picked out the spaces for her children with them in the room. And it, it's such a nice knowing that in the future, these people are always going to be together. They love each other so much. And then their grandchildren, great grandchildren, everything can come to this one space, know exactly where their family's at and be able to change out the flowers and things. So I think that's so wonderful. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So um, what is a permanent memorialization at a cemetery and why would somebody choose that? So, of course, if you're traditionally buried or cremation buried, you have that permanent memorialization. So that's your marker, your plaque, your information, right? A little bit about you. So sometimes it has an emblem or things of that nature. Okay. Uh, but we, when we talk about permanent memorialization and not being buried is whenever, let's say, you're home. And I always ask, well, where's the urn going to go after you're gone, right? And then after that, and then after that. Well, we need to figure out where that urn's going way in the future because pretty sooner or later, it's going to end up in someone's closet and they're going to be like, oh yeah, that's Uncle Billy. Well, let's yeah. not have that happen. You don't need to be in a closet, right? Like you need a place. <laughs> so we thought the importance of having that permanent area in a cemetery, but also on top of that, if let's say you want to be scattered, that's great. If that's your wish, like you should be able to do that. Just know it's illegal in Missouri. Don't get caught. But <laughs> but if you plan on being scattered somewhere, make sure you have the legalities all in place. But now it's forever, right? They can never take you back. So if yeah. you have a spot, right, where your name is at in the cemetery, people can always come and visit that spot. Um, we recently had a service person pass away and um, their mother had them cremated. And then birthday and Christmas came around and the past, the, the date of passing anniversary came around and every one of their friends came up to their mom saying, well, where can I visit them? Where can I go and pay my respects to them? Well, this individual was in an urn in her bedroom. Well, she didn't want these, these kids to go to her bedroom. Right. So she decided I need to have a permanent placement. And so coming to St. Charles Memorial Garden Cemetery was her avenue to find a place that when she's ready, she can place the urn. But there's always going to be a place where friends and family can go, even if the urn's not there. And then for those who scatter, we have beautiful little butterflies that go on our rocks and our seeds of hope garden uh, with names and dates and just a little bit about that person, like forever in our hearts, those type of things. Um, and that way there's a place with a name. We also have plaques under trees in some of our gardens where there's no one buried there. They're never going to be buried there. Name is present, right? So if someone wants to come and see their name, that can be so vital to the healthy grief journey or even history in the future, right? They have a place where they can see these dates. They can see that name. They can be together with that person in their heart. Um, and I think that's really important. Okay. Tell me about any uh, really interesting, unique pre-arrangement um, plans that you've put together. 
Yeah. So one I haven't put together, but one we love to share is there is a woman who uh, she's an award winning baker. Right. So everyone wants this apple pie recipe that she is so well known for. Uh, there are only two people in the world right now that is apple pie recipe. Wow. <laughs> one is her and one is my boss okay. because my boss did her prearrangement. So it is in the safe at Bowie Funeral Homes. OK, it is in a safe. And when she passes away on the back of her prayer card will be this apple pie recipe. Hmm. So then everyone can finally have a pie <laughs> recipe. So again, it's like, it's her whole life. It's what she's known for. And it's going to be the talk of the town, you know, at her funeral. <laughs> and then the one I've actually been able to assist with, um, I have one individual who she was very concerned about the process of her family going through her things and the emotion that would be brought up. And so she decided that in her house, she was going to draw me a treasure map and it was going to have specific instructions on which room her family was allowed to go through first with also specific instructions on which drawer to go into to find something. And in each room, there is something that will make her family laugh, remember a moment that was just so amazing, cry maybe a little bit, but bring back their mom to them. And so I'm, I never, you know, I never wish for someone to pass away, but at her arrangement, I plan on walking in and handing this physically to her daughter and letting her know that her the journey for her yeah. and that that will be what she gets to go on. Yeah. Um, and recently I just helped plan uh, an ancient Egyptian themed funeral. Mm. Uh, the individual wants to be cremated and has Coptic jars where back in ancient Egypt time, the organs would be placed. So he has four of those um, and he will bring out all his ancient memorabilia and that will be all over the funeral home during his, his arrangement. So again, it's very unique to that individual, yeah. but very interesting, right? When you walk into Bowie Funeral Homes for a funeral, you should be walking in knowing, oh yeah, that's, that's that person's funeral. And yeah. so we bring out these little things that really kind of mean something to everyone walking in the door. So it's special for them. Yeah. Wow. A lot more than I um, would have anticipated, actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> to wrap this up, I mean, what else does um, does Bowie offer? And, uh, you know, how can how can people, you know, begin the process of, you know, getting a prearranged uh, set up in place and, and ready to go. Yeah. So Bowie also offers something called out of area protection, which I find to be so valuable personally. Um, so this is a prearrangement insurance. Um, so plans bring you back into our care within 50 miles within the state of Missouri. But if you're not in the state of Missouri or you're outside that 50 miles or you're in a different country, right? You've now established that another funeral home will probably have to get involved. There's going to be mileage or a plane ticket involved. On top of that, if you're in a different country, now you've got some red tape, right? That your mm -hmm. family is going to have to work through and legalities of that country to get into our care. Okay? okay. That can be a lot on a family member. And so out of area protection will bring you back into our care anywhere in the world. Instead of calling a local funeral home, the family, if they have out of area protection, would contact this company called Masa and they would bring them back to us. And so I find this to be very personally, um, 36 years ago, my great grandfather passed away in the state of California and he was there visiting family. And I don't come from a lot of money at all. And so whenever he passed away unexpectedly, my great grandmother, his wife was still in Illinois. 
and was not able to go out to California to pick him up. So she was on the phone working with a funeral home she didn't, working with someone she didn't know, trying to get him back to Illinois for our family. And it took two weeks. And I don't even want to tell you the bill because it's astronomical. He arrived by train and the condition he was in was horrible. That won't happen without a barrier protection. And so it's really protecting family members for all those bills. Great grandma had those bills until she died. It was yeah. horrendous. Wow. So that's one little piece that a lot of people don't think about. Like, I'm going on a cruise. It's going to be fine. Okay, unless you <laughs> die on that cruise. And then there's a whole lot of issues. So right. I do, this is one thing that if you don't prearrange your funeral fully with us, please think about that out of your protection because it's so the minimal cost, minimal cost in comparison to everything else, like going on a trip. Okay. Um, Again, we offer the grief support, which is so important and holistically looking at the individual, which a lot of people, you know, don't think about afterwards. They're like, oh, I'm in this process. I'm running, running, running. Why could you call after the services? We may come back if you want to. And we provide that information. Um, We recently actually just uh, have a a community partnership with uh, Noelle Robinson at the Sound Spa. Um, And so understanding some people are not ready to talk about their grief, but yet they want to have grief support help. So they'll read some grief resource library, but they'll also go to the sound spa and they'll have a free session uh, from this partnership where they get to get through some of their emotions without having to talk about it. And then we also have two counselors who are willing to meet with families one-on-one for one free session as well for grief support. So again, there's a lot of little things, you know, um, that really help families at the time of need. And then we have our silver and gold club, which is really uh, activities, events, social group, right? And it's free to join. And I love our silver and gold club. I love going to the luncheons and we boogie woogie. I dance with everybody. They get they get really food. Uh, we're going on a Cardinals coach trip soon. They just went to Kimswick for a coach trip. Um, I think there's a winery trip coming up in the future. Um, and so it's just helping people go out and have some fun. And I love that. So that is another thing that we offer and that we help um, that people just aren't aware of. Um, and we also support local groups in the community too, that are helping like veterans. We're really big with our veterans. Um, one thing I didn't get to state yet was, uh, in the month of May, we have a special discount for our veterans and their spouses on pre-arrangements. Always. We offer a free ground space for our veterans, um, or a credit for free ground space if they want something different, um, in our cemetery, because sometimes people don't want to travel all the way to Jefferson Barracks. They want to be closer to home where their family's at. And so at St. Charles Memorial Garden Cemetery, that is a benefit, um, that we want to continue always done because it's the right thing to do. Um, So we also help uh, veteran groups in the community. Uh, We've uh, helped provide some funds for uh, an organization that helps uh, with children with mobility issues. We're helping sponsor uh, the St. Charles Jewish Festival this year. Um, A lot of different things that we're doing in the community um, that people don't know about. And so I think it's an amazing group that I work with at Bowie Funeral Homes. um, And we really just care about the whole community. So now how to get started with (laughs) prearranging. So I will tell you, people are so freaked out at first. Right. You have to make a phone call. Literally simple. So you can either call Bowie Funeral Homes and you can ask for a family service director. If you want to meet with me, I'll give my number now, which is 
960-4497. And that's my direct phone number. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I always tell my families that because I'm with a family. I can't get to you right then, but I will call you back. Uh, but leave a message and we will respond to you and you'll make an appointment. And everyone's like, can't you just give me a range over the phone? Well, yeah, but it's it's horrible range. It's it's like from $3,000 to $40,000. Like, what do you want, right? It's really, right. you are building your house. You're building your party. So we do need to sit down and we need some information from you. And we'll do a cost estimate based off of what you've told us you want. And then we'll discuss if you, there's payment plan options, which most people do. Um, and the really cool thing about payment plan options is, again, it's going to that insurance company. And if you're qualified for payment plan options, most people are covered after their first payment. So if you're doing a 10-year monthly payment plan on your funeral, which is also a benefit of prearranging because you could do a payment plan if you're eligible and you don't have to pay all the funds up front, which for at need when someone has passed away, they do have to pay for everything up front. So yeah. if you're prearranging, it can be extended over a period of time with you know a minimal payment. But if you decide to do that, you're covered, hopefully, if you're eligible, the first payment. So hmm. if something happens to you while you're paying off that funeral, then your funeral's covered. The insurance kicks in and pays for the rest of the funeral. Hmm. And I think that's a huge value with prearranging as well yeah. if you decide to do a payment plan. Yeah. Okay. So those are some of the different things we're doing. Yeah. So one last question, um, and then we'll wrap up. And I've really enjoyed talking with you. Yes, you um, too. So I get that this is a really uncomfortable subject for a lot of people, and they don't want to think about it. Um, what do you recommend to them to help them just kind of realize that real, this really is the best strategy? You don't want to have to deal with these things you know, when you're in a time of grief, and, and you, you've got so many other things that you're having to deal with. Yeah. You know, uh, but but, you know, just what tips do you have to help people kind of get over that initial fear or concern? So I will do a few things. One of the things I will do will be like, well, are you going to live forever? Do you know how to live forever? Because if you do, we should go into business together because we will make a kill and done bunch, <laughs> right? Like we then we could do this. This will be great. No, you don't yeah. know how to live forever. Me either. Right. And that's yeah. steep. well, and I don't think you guys offer cryo plans either. Right. <laughs> the, <laughs> the you know, plan. I'm sure we could find a way if we partnered with a company for you, but uh, no, no, no. So, but if their whole entire thing is I'm scared to move forward because what if I talk about death, it's going to happen, right? Well, that's not the case. I would say the majority of people who I've talked to who were not on hospice when I talked, they're still alive and kicking. I see them at silver and gold events. Like it's fine. Okay. So you're not going to live forever. And I want you to go back to that time where you walked into a funeral home because you had to plan a funeral for somebody or you went to a funeral and you saw the devastated looks on that family, the draining look on that family. It doesn't always have to be that way. It doesn't have to be draining financially and emotionally because you're planning something. It could be emotionally draining because you lost someone you loved but that should be probably the only reason it should be emotionally draining, right? We should be able to focus on our, yeah. our grief journey and not on the logistics and the financial aspect of it. On top of that, I always say, do you like a good deal, right? Because the range with Valley Funeral Homes, we have a lot of decent discounts that people could get for pre-arranging. You're not going to see that whenever you've passed away. Your family will pay in full whatever the cost of that day is, okay? Um, yeah. And also, I'm not scary. Like, I hope I'm not scary. Um, and so, and so 
like to have a good time. Again, we're laughing. We're having fun. You want coffee? We, we have Starbucks. So like, I'll bring it to you. What do you want? Um, I, I make house calls, which people think are really funny. I'll walk in and we sit down and we watch a movie while we're playing in your funeral. I want it to be fun and interesting. And again, I want to make sure that in the room with your family, when I walk in, all they can think about is, oh, thank you, so-and-so, because you planned your funeral. Like I didn't realize I would walk in here and just sign some papers. And then I get to go home. Again, there's that huge difference. And if you have any family members, they're probably, like most families, not perfect. <laughs> and they're going to have disagreements. Rearranging cuts down on that so much. And so you're already hyped up with emotion. You lost the person you love. And yeah. now you're telling me you don't agree with what I think is best for my, my dad. Oh, now you have an argument, right? You don't want an argument right. for your kids whenever you pass away. You want them to be there for each other. And so this, again, eliminates any of that. We walk yeah. in and we say, this is what they planned. This is what we're doing. I did have a really funny moment with uh, someone who was prearranged with us. And uh, they had said, now, I'm going to write this down on uh, down because my, my son is not going to like this decision. And so when she passed, the funeral director is sitting there and the, the, the son is sitting there. And he goes, oh, I'm fine with everything mom planned. But that casket, she deserves a more expensive casket. So the funeral director got up, went in the back and got the recipe card from the kitchen of the deceased and that recipe card. It said, put me in the dang casket, her son's name. So the funeral director says she has something for you and hands him this recipe card. And he goes, fine, put her in the dang casket. And so again, it can bring some, you know, laughter, right? He was like, oh, and everyone laughed. Oh, that was such a mom. But also it stopped him from making an expensive decision, right? It would have been more expensive. It would have put more costs on that family, which at that moment they didn't need. And grief, he said, oh my gosh, my mom deserves X, Y, Z casket. Okay, I understand that grief is speaking. However, there's other avenues. She planned this, don't take that away. And so that he really came to, to grips with that and was okay with the casket finally. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Brittany, thank you so much for your time. I, I really enjoyed talking with you today. And uh, once again, um, can you repeat your phone number and also the website for Bowie is just www.baue.com. Uh, and what's the it phone is. number for you again? Yes. And like I said, all the family service directors, anyone at Bowie, we are a full service funeral home. And so anyone there is more than happy to talk and work with you. Um, we're, a, we're an amazing group of individuals that just want to make sure you're making very healthy and good decisions. Um, my direct phone is 314-960-4497. Um, and you can find me on the website as well. Um, but again, I have a plethora of a good team members who would be happy to help with you as well. And it's just a really great individual place to work and be. And we hope that you, uh, you feel that when you walk in the room. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, I appreciate it. All right, goodbye. Bye. We want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Please be sure and subscribe to the local St. Charles podcast in your podcast software. We'd love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to visit localstcharles.com for more episodes, information on local businesses, free resources, and a link to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned.